Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including Q&A sessions with Primal Blueprint founder, Mark Sisson, special guest interviews hosted by Mark Sisson, and conversations with Primal Blueprint authors and other health and fitness experts. The show is presented by Damage Control, Master Formula, the world's most potent multivitamin, mineral, antioxidant, anti-aging supplement, available at primalblueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now, introducing your host, L. Russ. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we have an amazing weight loss success story and also fellow sort of ketogenic in the world we're in sort of uh, podcast, mysugarfreejourney.com is the website and also the podcast of the same name hosted by Aaron Farmer. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. You have um, a really incredible journey you went mm-hmm. through. Uh, I want to talk about several aspects of that, not just the, the major weight loss, but let's talk about you almost pushing four bills, 388 pounds. Well, actually, um, the uh, I was uh, over 400 pounds at one point. Um, and I actually, I don't really know what my maximum weight was because the scale that I had at the time, uh, only went up to 400 pounds. So, I mean, I, I, I joked that it was, um, it was just three E's and, you know, that, that was my weight was three E's cause I couldn't, cause I couldn't figure it out. And really I avoided, I mean, I would never put myself in a situation where I would get weighed avoiding doctors, that kind of thing. But it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, I was 400 pounds and I was uh, sick and uh, had metabolic syndrome. And the one thing that uh, I tell people that really kind of blows their their mind and really it's, it blows my mind today is um, on a, just a normal day, uh, my blood pressure was at 200 over 160. That was just a normal everyday blood pressure. Yeah. And on multiple occasions, I had a uh, blood pressure of well, the highest I ever saw it was 236 over 180, and um, there were there were times that I would go into like a clinic or something, and they wouldn't see me. They just they asked me to to leave because they take my blood pressure and they just expected my heart to pop out of my chest, and uh, they wanted me to go, you know, to the doctor and and uh, you're lucky to be here. Yeah, you know, and the crazy thing about it is is. Uh, you know, I never had chest pains or I never, uh, felt the, the, the most uncomfortable I ever got was when my blood pressure got really, really high. Uh, I would get a little bit of a headache and I would have to take some aspirin. But, um, so I, I was asymptomatic, uh, for a lot of these things, but yeah, my blood pressure was crazy. Um, had crazy cholesterol, had metabolic syndrome. Uh, my wife had type two diabetes, um, and, you know, cause we were both eating the same way and had, you know, the same, the same issues. And we knew that, you know, we knew that something had to change, but I, I didn't really know what it was that I needed to, to change. Uh, and that was what was so frustrating about it is because, well, wait a minute, hold on, I'm going to interrupt you. I mean, obviously, obviously, you know, I mean, at some point, right. You're like, well, I'm obviously I've got a food addiction or I'm overeating. Right. right. I mean, there was an element of at least recognizing that, but you just didn't know like what way to do it? Like what avenue to take? Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously, or did you not even aware of that? Were you not eating that much and gaining weight? No, 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 no. I was, um, you know, I remember thinking when, uh, when the kids were still that, so I have four, four children and they were, you know, they're all older and grown now, but 
when they were growing up, I remember thinking that I, I knew that I was in trouble and it was the blood pressure more than the weight, um, that was, uh, that was concerning me because both of my maternal grandparents uh, passed away from from blood pressure issues. So I knew it ran in the family, and I and I knew it killed killed us at a at a relatively younger age. Um, but I remember thinking, you know, if I can just make it to where the kids are out of the house, then then I I would have considered that a success to just you know to just survive um, until the, the kids were growing and the kids were out of the house. And, you know, I remember thinking that way and I look back on it now and I think how, how crazy that was, but, you know, it's a lot like being stuck, you know, in a, in a cave with no light and you you don't know the way out and you go in any direction and you might, you might hit a wall. You, I mean, you might wander deep, deeper into the cave. You just don't know. You just don't know. And, and, and that's what was so frustrating about it is because I tried to, you know, I joined gyms and I was faithful going three times a week doing, you know, cardio and whatnot. And, and I tried to, to eat less. And, you know, I would, I was a master at yo-yo dieting. I would, I would gain and lose the same, you know, 25 pounds over and over and over again. Cause I just, I just didn't know what I was doing. And I think that's really kind of let, what led to the despair that I felt, uh, was knowing that I had done so many things and I just, I just thought, well, you know, this is, this is my life that I'm just going to be fat forever, that there's no hope and there's no way to really fix it. Um, because nothing that I had tried had, had worked. Um, you know, I, I never really, I never taken any medications or anything because I, I've, you know, I've always, <laughs> always had a distrust of medicine, but, uh, you know, medication and bariatric surgery were the, really the only two things that I hadn't tried yet. But, you know, almost starving myself, uh, you know, trying to do calorie restricted, uh, trying different diets, um, you know, over the years and, and nothing seemed to work. And I just got fatter and fatter and fatter. Yeah. It's a crazy spiral. Yeah, it what, is. Yeah. What led you out? What led you out of it? Cause you went down a path and I guess what was the total weight loss? You lost like 175 pounds or so? Yeah, as of this morning, I am sitting just a pound or two shy of 180 pounds loss. So that's that's kind of my next big goal is to be at 100. I say my next my next small goal is to be at 180 pounds. And then what I really want to do more than anything is is I want I want to get under 200 pounds. Like never in my adult life have I seen the first digit on my scale be a one. And, uh, that's, that's what I'm looking at now. So as of this morning, I'm at 221 and like and a half pounds or something like that. Oh, you're going to get there. You're oh, so yeah, going to get there. Yeah. yeah that's going to be absolutely. a great day. And, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. That's, that's what I'm shooting for. And then beyond that, I don't know what I'm going to do, but, uh, but, uh, just, I just want to, you know, be, and going back to the cave analogy for the first time. Yeah. You what know, got I you out of like, the cave? Yeah. Yeah. I like, I feel like I've got a map and a flashlight and I can, you know, I can find my way out and. And uh, I've got a guide, somebody that I can follow, you know, and I just, I just know now, you know, how to do it. And I, there's such a feeling of hope, um, for, you know, that, that you, you are kind of the master of your own destiny now. And it was just a matter of education. I just didn't know what I, what I needed to know at the, at the time. And once I learned it, then, uh, then it was just a matter of putting it into practice. Well, I mean, tell us what you learned. We all in our audience probably knows it's like, yeah, okay, the elimination of carbs. She had metabolic syndrome. We all know that that involves that. But what was it? Was it an article you read, a book a friend gave you? You know, what spawned you into like, oh, that's the eating strategy? Yeah. So it's it's funny. You know, the old the old uh, 
saying that, uh, you know, when a student is ready, a teacher will appear. And, uh, it, that was, it was kind of like that. I had three or four or five things kind of all happen in a very, very short amount of time that made me think, Oh, well, look, you know, there's something here. So what kind of started it off is I, uh, <clears throat> uh, was just kind of surfing the internet, you know, reading Yahoo of all places. And there was an, a article by a lady named Eve Schaub and she uh, wrote the book A Year With No Sugar. And so it was right around the time that that book launched. And she had written an article about uh, about her experiences just not eating sugar for a year and, and what she went through. And she wasn't overweight. And she didn't really lose any weight when she, uh, when she did that. But just as kind of a throwaway, uh, she mentioned that it was also good for weight loss in, in her article. And so I went and checked out her book because something about that article seemed interesting to me. And her book was on sale for like three bucks on Amazon. Uh, and I thought, well, you know, what's three bucks? I'll grab it. So I, I got a hold of her book. And in the first chapter or two, she mentions uh, a video that she watched by Dr. Robert Lustig called Sugar, the Bitter Truth. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll watch that video. So I stopped reading the book, <clears throat> pulled up uh, the uh, YouTube video and just sat and listened to uh, Dr. Lustig go on for 45 minutes about how, you know, it was sugar that was at the root of obesity and at the root of, um, of, you know, all of these, cause he goes through all these different issues that, that we have in our society and how sugar was at the root of it. And I thought, well, that's, you know, and he's, he's basically going, going down and enlisting all of the things that, that I have. He's like, oh, it, you know, it's cause for high blood pressure and cause for metabolic syndrome and the cause of type two diabetes. And that was my wife, you know, and cause of obesity. And I thought, well, he's sure making it sound like all of my problems have a common root. And it sure would be nice to not have to totally overhaul everything that I do. Just take one thing out and be able to get all of these benefits and, um, you know, I kind of had to think if eating sugar was worth, you know, or, you know, going without sugar, what, what, what I wanted to do more, do I want to lose the weight or do I, I want to eat sugar more? And I decided that I wanted to, to lose the weight. <clears throat> so this was probably, I don't know, right. You know, this is some, sometime in 2014, I forget exactly, you know, when it was, but sometime in 2014, I'm 400 pounds. I'm reading all this information, watching this video. And, um, I like to listen to podcasts. I've always listened to podcasts uh, since you know I f- found out about them ten years ago or whenever. And uh, one of the podcasts I listened to was Pat Flynn because uh, you know I've got an online business uh, teaching people how to be frugal, and I uh, was listening to Pat Flynn and he had a guest on named Vinny Tortorich, and he uh, so Vinny Tortorich is talking about how he uh, is helping people lose weight by having them not eat sugars or grains. So I grabbed a hold of his podcast and started listening to it. And this all, and again, this all happened like within just two or three days. It was just boom, 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 boom. I'm getting this message from several different quarters that you know sugar's bad, sugar's bad, sugar's what makes you overweight, sugar's what co- is causing all of these metabolic issues, and you know sugar is the one thing that if you can cut it out of your diet, uh, all of these, all of these good things will happen. So I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try that. And, um, since I already had a blog, I was already blogging at, uh, <clears throat> at, uh, my frugal blogs. And, um, so I thought, you know what, just to kind of keep me honest, I guess, or just kind of keep me aware of, of everything that I'm learning. I started, uh, my sugar just to kind of 
take notes for lack of a better term, I, you know, just to kind of have a repository for all the things that I was learning. So, you know, as I learned something new, I would, you know, write something out about it, do some research on it just so that I could kind of get it all straight in my head. Uh, because there's, there's quite a bit to it. I mean, you tell people don't eat sugar, but, uh, there's a whole world of nutritional information out there that you can learn. And, and I was the kind of person that loved to learn. And there's a lot of mislabeling. And so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to learn in that arena to understand what really is sugar. And the reason, you know, one of the reasons, there's a few, obviously, to why grains was what that one person had said, you know, to cut out along with sugar when you heard that or read that is because people don't realize that grains really, in essence, are sugar. You know, your body doesn't know the difference really between a Coca-Cola or three slices of mango. It's, you know, or a piece of bread and, you know, and I mean, it's really, it's going to be processed in the same way or not. And so I think that that's a shocker to some people because there are also a lot of people out there who say, I don't have a sweet tooth though. And you go, yeah, but you don't realize that some of the things you're doing are such high glucose that it's almost like you do have a sweet tooth. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's, that's a distinction I know I'm, you've learned and, but it's part of that kind of getting into this, right? You learn all these things where you're like, oh. And the other thing that I didn't know that that took me a little bit of time to learn was that uh, was the idea of of insulin resistance. That that you know, if I ate a piece of bread and somebody who's at a healthy weight ate a piece of bread, that they reacted in our bodies in different ways. I might have you know, I might create ten times as much insulin to deal with that piece of bread because I was insulin resistant than someone who was at a, uh, at a healthy weight. Um, and so that was, you know, that was kind of one of the things that I learned that I, that I really needed to, uh, be very, very strict, especially in those early days, because, uh, what I, what I, <laughs> what I very quickly learned is that if I ever had a cheat day or something, cause, uh, one of the other books that I read about the same time was, uh, What's what's his name? Tim Ferriss's uh, Four Hour Body. Yep. And so he advocates a cheat day in there, like once a week, and that that sounded reasonable to me to have a cheat day, you know, once a week. It sounded okay. <clears throat> but once I, I what I found out was that if I had a cheat day, that it would pretty much end my weight loss for the whole week. Like it would un it, it could undo an entire week's worth of weight loss work. And uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but the problem was is I was so insulin resistant that if I had a sandwich with some bread or uh, a candy bar or something. Listen, you're, I'm feeling you right now because I was insulin resistant. You are speaking from my mind as well, even though I never was that the weight that you were. It doesn't matter. It's that same level of carbon tolerance right. that, you know, and I, I did that too, where I was like, oh, well, I've been, you know, I've had barely any carbs all week. Maybe it's good. Tap into the thing and, you know, do a cheat day. But I agree with you. If you really want to n nip it in the bud and, and, and long-term it, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And there might be, there might be, uh, you know, there might be room for a little bit of cheating once you've got the weight off and once you've, once you've kind of fixed the problems. Right. But when you're, you know, when you're a hundred pounds plus overweight, that's not the time to be considering cheat days. That's the time to be. That's right. Be, and and once the weight started coming off and I started, you know, understanding more of what was going on, that's really when I realized how, how really deadly, uh, the weight, the weight is and how important it is not just to get it off, but to get it off as quickly as possible because, uh, you know, the extra weight really has a corrosive effect, uh, on your body. 
the high levels of insulin and the high levels of blood glucose uh, are, you know, it's almost like like battery acid rolling around your veins. That it, that it's a has it's a decaying agent uh, that it rots your, uh, you know, it rots your, you know, or harms your pancreas, harms your your heart, harms your veins and arteries, harms your, um, you know, all everything. And and your blood, like my blood was super thick and sticky. Oh yeah. To the right, and that's a cloggery, bad, uh, clotty, strokey type of scenario. Diabetics also happen, you know, have that too. And you know, my phlebotomist, like who I would get blood tests, because I was doing a lot of blood tests for the thyroid book, just kind of doing some experiments and getting a lot of thyroid tests done. And I, the, he kept saying, he's like, I can't draw any more blood. This is like we have to stop at this point. And then when I got out of that state and was you know, doing things that were, were cleaning that up. It, and when I went back, got my blood work, it was like a whole different story. You could like literally the consistency of my blood right. was different. Yeah. And so it affects, you know, it affects every part of you. Like I was somewhat aware that, of, you know, that type two diabetes had something to do with the pancreas. But what I, what I didn't really, what I, what I have a much better understanding now of is that we are just, we're one person, like we're one being, and so anything that's wrong with one part of you, it affects in some way every other part of you. So where we talk about having uh, being overweight is bad for, say, your heart, yeah, it's bad for your heart, but it's bad for everything else in you as well, that it causes you know greater risk of cancer, that, uh, that I mean, I still struggle with uh, asthma, that uh, it's not near as bad as, as it was, but there are, there are days, depending on the weather, when uh, my lungs feel about three sizes too small uh, for my body. And I know, you know, a lot of that came from a whole lifetime of eating these inflammatory agents and, and uh, eating these, these foods that, uh, that caused um, these other problems. And so it's hard to make a one-to-one correlation between eating too many carbs, you know, gives you asthma. But when you realize that, that you're just, it, you're, everything's connected, you realize that you know eating these things that are harmful to one part of you is harmful to every part of you. Well, and if it if too many carbs can cause type two diabetes, I don't think anybody would argue that it's a possibility. It could also cause other problems, which it does. And when you're insulin resistant and you have type two, that also affects thyroid. So then now you're going in that direction and vice versa, um, because you know we've talked about it on your podcast as well, but. When you're hypothyroid too, you often become insulin resistant. So mm-hmm. um, this is sometimes not even food ignited, but but can be. Uh, it often is. I want to ask a couple of um, questions. You know, we obviously like the weight or getting into ketogenic lifestyle, which is what you really sort of adopted, right? Right. Well, it was a slow slide into that. So I, I moved from not eating sugar because I was, you know, I read Dr. Lustig and, and then I moved into not eating sugars or grains because I was listening to Vinny Tortorich and, and every step along the way, I started seeing greater and greater benefits and the weight was coming off uh, faster and faster. And then it just over time, uh, and I, I can't even tell you what, what led to what led to this, but over time I kind of slid into a ketogenic, uh, uh, way of eating and, uh, have, you know, a lot of success with that more than anything as, 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 as powerful as the weight loss is the one thing I really enjoy about a ketogenic diet is how much uh, energy it gives me. And thank goodness for that, because I've got, 
you know, I work nights and uh, I try to, you know, keep my other businesses going during the day. And I've got grandkids that are crawling all over me. So, you know, the extra energy that the that the ketogenic diet provides for me is uh, is crucial. I mean, I, I don't know how I could live without it. I want to ask you something that, okay, so because if people are listening and they have a food, because I'm sure you would say that when you were 400 pounds, you just nonstop thought about food. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And even though I never reached 400 pounds or never, ever even was probably obesity level, uh, pushing it maybe on BMI stuff, but I uh, still had that same addiction, right? So you don't have to be 400 pounds to be a food addict and be thinking about food all the time. It's really being on that sugar burning cycle. And I want to hear, because I know it's the case, because it is with everyone, that day, you know, I was watching a show, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a show out there called like My 600 Pound Life. And I tuned into it. And one of the things that really resonated with me, even though, of course, I never got to 600 pounds, was when the person got the bypass surgery, and then their appetite was suppressed. They had that weird moment, right? Because you almost are like, I don't know what it's like to not think about food all the time. And I just recognize that I'm not thinking about it. And that's a weird bridge to cross, right? Because it, the, that freedom that it gives you, right? This, this satiated appetite suppressant in a positive way and the energy, but isn't that such a joy? And I'd love to hear about that moment because I'm sure you had it, right? Because everyone who makes this move and then gets to that point has that epiphany and it is a strange thing. And there are moments where you're not hungry and you're still like wanting to eat, but you're not really. And then you have to recognize that like, this is so weird. Like I, like I remember in those early days sitting in front of my computer, like late at night doing whatever and uh, not almost not being able to control the urge to get in the car and go to the store and buy a pint of Ben and Jerry's. It was just, you know, it was that strong, uh, those early days. And, um, and then, uh, I, I don't, I don't really remember what day it was, but I do remember being surprised at some point that, uh, I felt like I could go to bed after eating dinner and not have, not have a dessert. Because that was that was kind of the normal pattern. You eat dinner about seven, and then you know nine thirty, ten o'clock. You have a little something, little something sweet or something just to kind of end the day, and then you go to bed. Um, and uh, I remember how odd it was that because uh, at first, the, like the first couple times that I did that, that I that I didn't eat a dessert, I felt incomplete, for lack of a better word. You know, like I was missing something, and. Uh, and then over time, it finally got to the to the part where I just I didn't really need it anymore, and uh, <clears throat> so I can't really look at like one one day that that it that it happened, but it did happen. It did happen where I just wasn't. Yeah, and it and happens in increments. There's moments right where you notice where you're like, oh, this is so nice that I'm not thinking about my next meal. In fact, I'm so not even hungry. I can't even imagine eating later, even though you might. But you know right. what I mean. So you you know you mentioned my 600 pound life, and I, I haven't I, I don't watch that show. Uh, but I do love like do- health documentaries. Anytime a new health documentary or food documentary comes out, I, I will watch it. So I'm I'm <clears throat> going through Netflix the other day, and I'm I find one. I forget what the name of it was, uh, but it was the story of a guy who could have been my twin. I mean, he looked like me. He was uh, 400 pounds like me. And uh, so this document was like it was relatively recent. It was only like four or five years old. 
<clears throat> and uh, so I think 2012 is, is when it came out. So look like me, and they're going through his his uh, diet, and the guy was eating like me, the pizza and the hamburgers and all this stuff, and and so they're going to they're going to help him lose weight, and they put him through this, um, you know, typical calorie restricted uh, program where he's not allowed to eat the junk food anymore. He's you know he's he's eating less food, and he's starting to exercise more, and they put him on this exercise program that you can do it because at four hundred pounds you can't do much, um, and uh, you know, this exercise program that he could do. And at the end of it, he feels great. He's lost like 60 pounds. And I'm really into it because this guy, this guy, you know, could be me. Uh, he, I mean, he might as well have been me. Uh, we, we were so close to this, to the same thing. And, but as I'm watching, it, I'm thinking, Oh, I know how this is going to end that he's going to lose weight. He's, he's ate less and he's exercised more. But as soon as those cameras go off, he's going to gain the weight back. So as soon as it goes off and, and, uh, you know, they give the little important thing at the end and he's lost 60 pounds and it's been three months and all this great, great news. So I Google him just to find out what he's done since then, see if he's gained the weight back. Cause I know there's no doubt in my mind that he's gained the weight back because again, this guy was me. I mean, I I've done this before. So I Google them to find out. Right. Because that paradigm that they're doing of just calorie restriction and over cardio is a failing plan at some point because it won't satiate you. It won't satisfy the actual needs and you're going to be uh, back to being a glucose sugar burner. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling, you know, I guess haughty, you know, cause I, cause I know how this is going to end. I, you know, I'm feeling for this guy. He's gotten bad in the same bad information that I had this whole time. So I Google him and, and find out that 18 months after the, the show wrapped, he had a heart attack and died. And oh, I was almost in tears. I was almost in tears because this guy was was the same age as me. In fact, I think he was a year younger than me. Uh, same weight, uh, but he just got the wrong information. That's right. He just got the standard weight loss information of eating less and exercising more, and it killed him. Um, and uh, yeah, I've like I will almost <laughs> like I had to stop working that day. I had to because I was sitting on my computer doing some stuff. I had to go for a walk and kind of deal. I was not prepared for the emotions that that brought up, but, uh, it very, that very easily could have been me. You know, if, if I had, you know, try to stick with the old way of losing weight, just trying to eat less and exercise more, I, you know, I, that could have been me. And, uh, it was, it was a scary thing to, to watch at the end of it, to, to see how it all turned out. Uh, and it's why I'm, you know, I'm so thankful that I found something that actually works. Oh, it's, it's, I'm so happy for you too. Um, let's talk about you, you know, what you mentioned earlier, you help people sort of Mm -hmm. budget and figure out how to eat healthy and and eat in this way, even ketogenically and be frugal about it. So I would love to hear, you know, I would love to hear about that. Okay. So just to kind of give you some background, um, my wife and I, um, back in 2008, uh, when the economy kind of fell apart, my wife and I had a uh, a home repair business, and uh, I say my wife, I had a home repair business. My wife uh, did did some other things, and uh, when the income start stopped coming in, uh, we were kind of in a bad way. We were, you know, it was pretty scary there for a little bit, where we just didn't know if we were going to be able to make ends meet. And uh, one of uh, the middle son came home one day and said, "Hey, you need to go talk to the, to is." Miss Linda, it was a friend of his mother, because they don't have any more money than you guys do, and they were actually in home repair business as well. Said, so, but their house is always packed with 
they have unlimited amounts of pizza and, and uh, uh, breakfast cereal and you know all, all these different foods that you can imagine. Their house is always full of them, and I don't know how she's doing it. And so we went and talked to her, and she said, "Well, you know that she coupons." I thought, "Oh, okay." And uh, she very, you know, we're so grateful to her, but she taught my wife how to coupon. And that was the start of of us trying to figure out how to live frugally. Uh, in fact, that's when we started uh, her her website, Grocery Shop for Free, where we taught people how to be frugal. Well, when you live, you know, a couponing and a frugal life like that, and you're just eating the cheapest food available, <clears throat> uh, you you're not doing your health any favors. And that was kind of when uh, I mean we were already overweight, but that's when it got. It got a lot worse because you can always get uh, free uh, microwave pizzas and free Chex Mix and all this this other crap. That's, and people do think that stuff is cheaper and go for it. And because of that, they stack it up. But as you know, with the way you eat now, still that volume of food is something you wouldn't even need when you're ketogenic. So that's an element, too, of things being can, can be a little bit cheaper. But it is such an easy Easy, cheapo yeah, thing. It, it is, and and when you know when we uh, had four kids, you know that we were trying to feed. It was very important to us to be able to to uh, to, to be able to feed everyone uh, what we thought was you know healthy foods, uh, or at least just fill their bellies up and um, and uh, be able to get out of it for as little as possible. Well, over time, that business kind of grew, and when we made the switch over to a, a low carb high fat lifestyle uh, we kind of took a lot a lot of these same people that were following us over there at the grocery shop for free blogs with us and so a lot of the people that read my sugar-free journey uh, are uh, women you know their mothers their their wives they're uh, they're, they're trying to feed their families and so we began to be uh, very, very concerned with, and because this was kind of the pushback that we were getting, we, we wanted to be very, very uh, concerned with helping them eat as healthy as possible for as cheaply as possible. And um, as you know, it's the carbohydrates that are very, very cheap. And so what, what, most, uh, what most mothers will do, uh, will or you know wives, whatever, that will do is they will... Uh, have a small amount of meat and maybe a small amount of vegetables and they'll use carbohydrates to fill up their family. So it's, you know, a baked potato or mashed potatoes or rice or bread or something like that, that will, that will fill their bellies up so that they, so that they, they don't have, you know, they're not hungry. And so we, uh, we were dealing with a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, housewives, uh, a lot of people who were trying to, you know, single mothers, that kind of thing who were, Poor or you know lower middle class or maybe you know middle middle class that didn't have a whole lot of money to spend on uh, on food and so when I'm uh, talking to him and I tell him hey uh, you know don't eat don't eat carbohydrates they kind of look at you like well how in the world you know how can we do that and survive so <clears throat> that's when uh, I kind of that's so funny because you're like actually that's how not to survive <laughs> yeah exactly. But it's, you know, that's, it's a hard bridge to cross. It is because it breaks everybody's, it blows everyone's mind. You are crazy, you know? Especially when you start telling them that they need to eat butter and more saturated fat. They just look at you like your head's on fire. Totally. Um, And it takes a lot of education. But I, you know, that part of it I enjoy. I love uh, educating and and teaching uh, 
these, uh, you know, the, whoever comes uh, about about how to eat and how, the, especially the difference that it's made in my life. And so teaching them how to be frugal by doing it was just kind of a natural uh, a natural progression uh, because there are there are a lot of things uh, that you can do now. Let's talk about a couple of tips, like just some, you know, basic ones. I actually want to throw out one. Uh, My mom was a single mom and she actually would love what you do because she uh, used to say, gosh, I wish I could teach single women who don't have a lot of money how to feed their family healthy. And one of her things was, is if you go to the store and whatever meat is on sale and packaged in large amounts, you buy that. And then you just individually put them in plastic bags and throw them in the fridge. And then Every day, you just take one out, put it in the fridge, it defrosts, you know what I mean? And you just, there's ways to be cheap and smart um, with with mass quantities and not feeling like you have to cook it and having quality, you know, meat and protein on hand and things like that. So that was something that she did that made it easier for her because when she got home, you know what I mean? It was just like, boom, there it was, already defrosted and ready to go. So that's kind of one of those tips. What what, what are some of those that you have? Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's actually just push that a little bit farther. Um, so something else that you can do is, um, so every, and it's usually Wednesday, but every uh, Wednesday or every week, um, all of the grocery stores in your area put out their new ads um, to, uh, to kind of entice you to come into their store. Um, you need to get into the habit, and again, it's usually Wednesdays, but you need to get in the habit of kind of flipping through those ads and looking and seeing what meats are on sale at these different stores because um, that's what they do. They A lot of times they'll put like a big sale on meat on the front page of the, of the, of the ad to entice you to come in. Of course, they can get you in with a cheap meat price. They, you can buy all the other stuff. But since meats and and secondarily produce are the most you know expensive and the and the biggest part of of our diets, we want to uh, we want to take a look at those ads and find out who has the best prices on meat and not be afraid to to shop around. Now we'll give you one tip that that uh, I love. There is an app that actually puts all of these uh, all of your local ads together in one place, oh, so that you can see them all. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Flip. It's F L I P P, and I'm not affiliated in any way with Flip. I don't, you know, I'm not a marketer for them or anything. It's just I've some, heard about yeah, them. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a, an app that I use every week. Uh, in fact, we're going to talk a lot about apps because there's a there's a ton of apps that you can use to save money. But Flip is the is that's where I go every single Wednesday. And uh, what you do is you put your zip code in, and it brings in. It it just puts all of the grocery stores in your area their local ads on your front page. And then you just look through them and you see, oh, okay, you know, Kroger's got pot roast. Don't sell for $1.99 a pound. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick up, you know, one or two of those. Um, somebody else has, um, you know, chicken thighs on sale for, you know, for 49 cents a pound. I'm going to go make sure I get that. And so, so that's what you're doing. You're looking and seeing who has the best prices on meat and secondarily produce, but it's, it's the meat. That's the, that's the kind of the, the big part. Um, and looking and seeing uh, who has the best prices on meat, so you know that that you know that's the store that you want to shop with shop at. Or um, if you are living around a Walmart that still price matches, and and half of the Walmart's price match now, and half of the Walmart's down, it's really weird. Um, but if you're around a Walmart that still price matches, you can go to Walmart and use those local ads to price match the meat prices, and um, and uh, be able to you know match those meat prices and get them for cheaper. So th- I mean that's you know if you can get your meat cheaply, 
then you can uh, there's probably nothing else that you can do that will that will lower your grocery bill more. So you uh, and and it's so much it's so easy nowadays. Back when I was starting to do this, you really had to work to find all of the the ads. But now that you know the, there's apps that will will bring those ads right to you, and you can just look through them. Yeah, and buying in bulk, you know, in terms yeah. of the meat at the beginning of the month and freezing and things like that, can really just take the choice out of the entire month. If you're working nine to five and you have three kids and, you know, just make it easy for yourself to eat well. Yeah. And, you know, that's really the way to do it. And in general, I try to do that anyway. I try to just, you know, sort of at uh, some point in the month, you know, stock up and freeze. And then it's like always there and you just take it out and it's like, you know, you've got it. And, um, and then sometimes I like to shop every couple of days, you know, it just depends, but I, is it as far as saving money and as well, you know, in our community as well, people do cowpooling and things like that where they go in with each other and friends and that's another yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely thing. So uh we've uh we've bought, you know, a half a cow and a and a whole pig, you know, at times. And so if you've got a big chest freezer, uh that makes life easier. You can buy in bulk like that. Um if you are around a Sam's Club or a Costco. This is another place to go uh, where you can, again you can buy in bulk and they usually have pretty good prices on meat there. Um, but it's the you know if you're just kind of you know the the kind of person that just shops once a week and you go to your local grocery store, um, you know checking out those ads and finding the the cheapest prices because you know really what you want to do is if somebody has a really really good price on say chicken thighs, you want to buy a month's worth of chicken thighs. At that at that low low price, um, and then the next week maybe it's pork uh, you know uh, pork chops that are that are the the cheapest price available. Then you buy a month of those, and then the next week maybe it's you know it's uh, pork loins or pot roast or something like that. So you know you don't necessarily have to buy your entire week's worth of food or uh, maybe entire month's worth of food that one time. If you can start stocking up, you can start. Uh, you can start buying enough of one particular kind of meat to uh, be able to get you through to the till the next time that one particular type of meat goes on sale. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a uh, great point. So you're you're trying to and in couponing <clears throat> in the couponing world we call this stocking up. So when when you're stocking up on something, you're you're finding the lowest price on something and you're buying um, for other things. It's like a six month supply. So a lot of times, say just to kind of give you an, a non paleo example here, but, um, toothpaste, uh, is very frequently free. So what you do is you buy, uh, you wait until the toothpaste is free and then you go buy a six month supply of it, which seems like a lot. Wait, but, I'm sorry. You know. Did you just say free? Oh yeah. 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 You can get what toothpaste. Do you mean toothpaste is free. So you go buy a bunch of free toothpaste. Uh, yeah. Explain oh, that. Oh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, this is, this is, this is pretty, this happens pretty frequently in the couponing world. So uh, Crest, for example, will put out uh, a coupon for a dollar off any tube of toothpaste. Um, And then three weeks after that coupon comes out, um, Kroger will put um, Crest toothpaste on sale for 99 cents a tube. And then you take your dollar off coupons, you go match it up with that that sale price of 99 cents, and you go stock up. And this this happens pretty regularly. A lot of times, you know, you can get free toothpaste, free deodorant. Um, oh, I can't even tell you how much laundry detergent we have in our in our little pantry over there, because there was a, uh, I believe it was Kroger had a sale on uh, all detergent where it was a dollar ninety nine bottle and there was a two dollar coupon, and so when that happens, you just go you go buy months worth 
Uh, and then <clears throat> you never have to buy that product again, uh, except for all of the other times it's it's on sale for free. And so as a coupon, we're, we're getting off the subject a little bit, but as a couponer, that's what you're on sale for free. Sounds yeah. hilarious because it's yeah, free. It's absolutely. And that's, and so if you, if you stock up like that, and it should be, right, kind of. <laughs> if you stock up like that, you are, you are, you know, you control when you spend your money. So you just, you just, you take uh, that same idea and you, uh, you apply it to, to meat. You're, you're, you're not ever going to get free meat, unfortunately. But because there's, you know, there's very rarely any coupons for them, but, um, you can wait until a, a particular cut of meat that you like goes on sale for as cheaply as you've uh, seen it in the last couple months. And you don't just buy enough for that week. You buy enough to get you through till the next time that cut of meat goes on sale. And again, that's why a chest freezer is, is a fantastic thing to have. So you can stock up like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, if you look at my freezer right now, there's probably, there's probably at least two months worth of meat, um, in my freezer right now. And it probably cost me 60% less than what, uh, say you would have paid for the same amount of meat just because I wait until something goes on sale for, cause I have a pretty good idea of what, what, uh, what cheap meat, you know, actually is. Well, and it doesn't take too long to learn, right? No. Especially with the help of the apps that you mentioned. And in general, if you just keep going to the store, you'll start to see like, okay, what's the average price and when it's on sale and how do they work it? And um, yeah, there's there's ways, like you said, if you just keep an eye on it, then you know when to really stock up. Right. And some meats are more variable than others, like especially if you like chicken thighs and chicken legs. You know, chicken legs are typically 99 cents a pound. But you can get them down to as little as thirty nine cents a pound, um, and so when you uh, you just wait until it hits that thirty nine cent price, and that's when you get, you know, you just clear them out, <laughs> you get as much of it as you can, um, and go put it in your chest freezer, and then you don't ever have to buy uh, chicken thighs again until the next time the thirty nine cents a pound, um, you know, and so that's you know that's 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 basically how it works. So meat's easy to do that with because meat's meat's freezable. You know, it's tougher to do that with things like eggs because uh, eggs often go on sale, but it's tough to get, you know, more than a couple weeks supply of eggs because they're, they're a lot harder to, uh, to, uh, to store. So, but meats, you know, produce is the same way, but meats, uh, meats, a great thing that you can get, you know, if, if something's on sale for meat, cheap. Meat and get, toothpaste, stock it up. Yeah, meat, toothpaste, yeah, deodorant, toilet paper, <laughs> detergent. So, uh, yeah, and um, so there, I mean, that's, that's one way I can, we got got to cut off there but uh but yeah that's that's one and that's probably the biggest way another thing when it comes to meat is um uh, if you can do it uh, try to shop early in the morning when uh, when uh, the the store first opens up because first thing in the morning is when the butchers come out and walk their uh, walk their uh their their meat aisle or whatever and uh they look for meat that's a little bit older and that's when they put those discount stickers on them is first thing in the morning. So the, you know, the first come first serve. Uh, and a lot of times you can get meat for, for half of what the normal price is because, uh, you've gotten there early enough to be able to, to get the cheap meat. And well, most and stores if you get have in there cheap earlier and then section. freeze it right away, you know, it's not too yeah. bad, not too bad. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. obviously people don't be getting some moldy green, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it's fuzzy or talking to you, don't buy. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, you know, I like uh, sausage with my breakfast, and I've have I have probably haven't paid full price for sausage in years. 
Because I, you know, it's this one of those things that they're always putting on on sale or on clearance, basically, because it's uh, it's not a fast mover. I guess I, I honestly don't know why, but but uh, at least once a week when I find myself in a grocery store, I'll find some some sausage that has been uh, that has been marked down. Which, and again, it's you know that's not a hard thing to do. Nice. So tell us about. Uh, obviously, you've mentioned your website, My Sugar Free Journey. Uh, let us know also how we can find you on social media and how you work with people to help coach them on this, because I love this. And I know there's going to be people who have families and where it's even more important to to get down to brass tacks, right? Sure. So I'd love to know more about that. Okay. Hey, well, uh, real quick, before we, before we get into that, I did, I did want to mention one other thing. For those of you that are uh, looking for discounts on uh, on your meat and, and produce and everything, there are different apps that you can use that will actually give you discounts on directly on meat um, and and produce. And my favorite one is called Ibotta. It's I B O T T A. And again, I'm not an affiliate for them or anything. Just go check it out. And a lot of times they'll have things in there where if you buy, say, two pounds of ground beef, you'll get a dollar back, and they'll just deposit the dollar into your PayPal account and things like that. So there there are other ways to get discounts. And and there's a I mean, I haven't even scratched the surface. There are a lot of different ways that you can save money on on produce, uh, produce and meat and other things. So, uh, to answer your question, you can find me at mysugarfreejourney.com, um, and you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, they're both my sugar free journey, but journey is spelled J R N Y on Twitter and Instagram because uh, I couldn't fit the whole word journey in there. Um, and I have an ebook that's very very helpful. Uh, it's it's Specifically, how to be frugal uh, on keto. Uh, it's very helpful. I've gotten a lot of feedback on it from people who uh, who really enjoy the book. And you can find that at shop.mysugarfreejourney.com, and uh, it's just it's a fantastic ebook that breaks down not just what we talked about today, but like I said, we we didn't even scratch the surface. There's there's a ton of things that you no, can, we'll have to get back into it. We're gonna have to do produce section next time around. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's so many tips uh, to be able just to save money. Uh, at the grocery store. And again, that's... Yeah, and other things, even condiments and stuff like that. So... Um, yeah, mustard is one of those things you can always get free or, or for very, very cheap. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because French is always puts out, you know, pretty good coupons. We're going to need to talk. Yeah, and it's it's pretty easy to do. I mean, especially uh, especially as we get into summer and as we get into uh, usually uh, like the 4th of July and that kind of thing, uh, there's always deals on, on condiments and sauces and things like that. So, yeah. Totally, totally, totally. Lots of lots of good stuff. And we break all that down in the book. Um, but for also for those of you uh, that are like me, uh, in that you uh, maybe are morbidly obese or have struggled with morbid obesity, and you would like someone to kind of talk to <laughs> who has been there, um, you we have a twenty eight day challenge group of, uh, that we're you know helping people lose weight. Uh, and you can find that at mysugarfreejourney.com slash 28 day, you know, the number is two, eight day. And we're actually uh, on the last week of the first 28 day challenge of 2017, but, uh, you can certainly join us there, but there's, uh, there's a great community there of people who are working to, to kind of lose weight and, uh, uh, get healthy. And, uh, we're seeing, uh, you know, a lot of success there, uh, with the room and, you know, I, I just want to, I just want to share my story with people because I remember how frustrated I was and how hopeless I felt. And uh, if I can grab a hold of someone who is, you know, got a hundred plus pounds to lose and tell them 
It's not hopeless. You don't have to live with the metabolic syndrome. You don't have to live with the type two diabetes. You don't have to live with all that crap. That there's a way to, there's a way to undo the damage that you've done. Uh, you know, that's what I want to do, and and I want <laughs> I want to help as many people as I can. Uh, you know, uh, I just want to get that that story out to as many people as I can. No, I I feel the same way. I'm with you, and it um you need. You need someone, I'm sure you've had people contact you like me where they're like, oh, you know, I, I cried listening to you because when you talked about how it used to feel when you were dealing with X, it felt like you were in my head because that's exactly how I'm feeling. And, you know, you just need someone who's been there who can commiserate. And being 400 pounds is something I have no idea about. That is a different level. You know what I mean? It's not fun. Um, you don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. And th- hopefully we, we never will be there, but it's, it's great that, so do you also do any private coaching with people other than the Facebook group or? Yeah. I mean, uh, you can book a phone call with me and the information for that is on my, is on my website. But to be perfectly honest with you, if you join that Facebook group, if you have a question and you want to, you, you ask in that room, I will, I will be there to answer. But if you would like to kind of sit down from with me for half an hour and pick my brain, I have the you know availability of that as well. Um, so you know, which whichever you want, which whichever you want to do, I just I just want to help people because you know, and again, I just I I remember those feelings when I was four hundred pounds, and now I get to talk every day with people who are who are now where I was, you know, two or three years ago. And just just to be able to say, hey, look, there's hope, and you know, follow me. Come on, let's let's get out of this cave and let's uh, let's let's get on to to living a healthy life. That's great, and I'm glad we wrapped it up with with another cave. Yeah, but it is <laughs> like that, and yeah. and that's so great, and you're so inspiring, and you're being that inspiration to everyone else, and I'm sure helping so many people, and you know, being a place where you know the person understands truly, truly understands, you know, and. Everyone needs someone like that. So thank you so much for joining us. We'll put your website, of course, in the show notes and everything. And um, thank you so much for, for coming on. Hey, no, thank you for having me on. And this was so this was so great. Thanks, Al. Hi, folks. Mark Sisson here. And I'd like to tell you about my biggest undertaking yet, the Primal Health Coach Program. My mission is to create a global network of primal health coaches to help transform the health and consciousness of our communities into ones of optimal wellness and happiness. Becoming a primal health coach empowers you to take your primal passions to the next level and embark on a career you love, inspiring others to live lives of vitality and lasting wellness. If you dream of a career in health coaching but have been held back by worries such as the investment of time and money, then I encourage you to hesitate no longer. Health coaching is the fastest growing specialty in all of coaching, and we've created an online education program that allows you to learn from the comfort of your own home and at your own pace. The world needs primal health coaches to provide a blend of ancestral wellness solutions to the modern health crisis. The world needs you. Are you ready to become one of the world's most trusted, experienced, and knowledgeable health coaches? To learn more about this online certification program and to take the first step toward a career you love, visit PrimalHealthCoach.com and subscribe.